Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joe Lobbock, pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Hi, Tim. Good to see you. Great to see you again. We're going to continue our discussion on the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we're in part three on how we are to have life in Christ and how we're to live our lives. And today, the question starts with 289. Must we allow a person to use his free will even when he decides in favor of evil? Well, freedom is freedom, and people have that freedom to choose whatever they want. God you know, so I tell this to the kids all the time at school. <clears throat> you can get up out of this classroom right now and walk out the door and go down the street. You're free to do that. No one's, you know, but there's consequences. There's consequences and chances are somebody's going to stop you from doing that. Not to so much uh, hinder your freedom, but to protect you from hurting yourself or being hurt by someone else. So our freedom is, you know, we're free to do whatever we want. And God, you know, like people when think when terrible things happen, when some guy goes and shoots all these people on a college campus or something, you know, what, what's God doing? Why did God let that happen? Well, God respects our freedom and he lets us choose even evil sometimes. But hopefully we can understand that that's not God doing that. You wouldn't like it if God stopped you from doing certain things. If he stepped in and prevented you, you want to be free. So God kind of, you know, he says, okay, I gave you the gift. Now you have to use it. And he tries to help us to use it in the best way by showing us his love and mercy. But we don't always hear. One of the ways that God shows that he loves us is he gave each of us a guardian angel in order to help us make those good decisions. Yes. But as you say, Father, if we didn't have the freedom to choose evil, then God would be forcing us to love him, and then it wouldn't be love, it would be something else. Right, and it wouldn't be freedom either, and it wouldn't be love or freedom. So when somebody asks, you know, why does God let all these terrible things happen, the hurricanes, the uh, shootings on college campuses, and on and on, all the bad things that we see in the news every night, it's not so much that God is allowing it to happen as much as it's happening because God allows us free will. Right. Well, he allows it to happen, but he's not making it happen. He's not choosing it for for that person. He's not choosing it for me or for you or for anybody else. He does God allows us to do whatever we want. He allows a lot of things, but God can always bring good out of anything. Even evil. God can draw good out of it. How do we react to those things? How do good people respond to those situations? They go and risk their lives to save the lives of people in a shooting like that or a tornado or a hurricane. We always hear about stories of great 
heroics of great heroes that that rise up in those situations so you know that's that's God's work that's when we are attuned to the presence of God and our guardian angels that because they're there that's very clear in scriptures that God sends his angels to watch over us it's right there but ultimately at the end of our lives when we stand before God we're going to have to give an account for our lives, what we did and also what we didn't do. Yeah. And if we can get into the habit of thinking in a way that we make choices based on what's pleasing to God, mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm going to do what I want because it feels good or yeah. it's convenient or uh, along those lines. In other words, if we get in the habit of living a life that's pleasing to God, then at whatever point our life ends and we stand before God, we'll be in a better position to be in a state of grace and then to say yes to his free gift of eternal life. And that giving an account of our lives, uh, we can imagine all kinds of scenarios for that. And it's not probably what what a lot of people think. We're not going to be standing there trying to give an explanation for everything we did. Because at that point in time, we will be completely aware of how much God loves us like we have never been before. And we'll see, we will see very clearly that what we could have done, what we should have done, and what we didn't do. It will be an enlightening period of time. We're not going to even think about an explanation of trying to make excuses. Mm -hmm. That's not part of that whole situation. The whole situation is about Okay, now I know that that was not the loving thing to do. But like you said, if we can figure that out more now, be more attuned to the love of God, then we will make better choices. And there'll be less for us to more or less regret when we come and stand before God. And a a point that you make a lot of times, Father, is that in spite of the fact that we sin, and that we choose to offend God or disobey God, he still loves us. Right, absolutely. Even even though we're not choosing to love him back, maybe, he still is always loving us. It's basically how are we going to respond to that love? Exactly. God loves everybody, including the people that may be in hell. God doesn't stop loving them. Good point, Father. So 290 of the UCAT asks, How does God help us to be free men? Well, God wants us to use our freedom in a a way to do what is right and good. And so what he does is he shows us the way. He shows us what is right and what is good. He reveals himself. Again, we go back to the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments and all the things that happened, what the prophets said to the people of God, what those prophets say to us how they ultimately point to Jesus Christ. Because that's what all the prophets do in the Old Testament. It all points to Jesus and God's plan for our salvation. And then that word of God becomes flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And God continues to speak to us, continues to show us the way so that we know how to use the freedom that he's given us to produce what is right and good because that's what's best for us. That's what's going to make us happy. 
we think sometimes that if I had this, or if I had that, or if I could do this, then I'll be happy. And if that's not in accord with God's, God's plan and God's love, it's never going to make you happy, no matter what you think. And we find that out sometimes the hard ways. But if we go along with God, doesn't mean we don't have the ability to think anymore or we're robots. But we're wise enough and loving enough to know that God knows what's best for me. He knows better than I do. And if I would just listen to him, my life would be so much easier, so much better, so much happier. So are you saying, Father, that the Ten Commandments are still relative today? Oh, of course, absolutely. No doubt. They have to be. Even though it's in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, Jesus makes a statement that if you love me, you'll keep the commandments. Right. So again, the commandments he's referring to specifically are the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses all those years all ago. Those years. Yes, absolutely. And they're still, and again, that's one of the beauties of the Catholic Church. It doesn't change with the times. No. The truth doesn't change. And we need to be faithful to the truth and faithful to the teachings of the church, which in fact are the teachings of Jesus Christ. Right. The truth can't change because that's God, and God is perfect already. So how do you change what is perfect? You don't. You can't. You can't. Perfect. Thank you, Father. 291 asks, how can a person tell whether his action is good or bad? Again, it's just holding it up in the in light of, of God, looking at it through the eyes of God. And that comes to us not some in some magic way, but it comes to us through prayer. The more time we spend with God in prayer, going to Mass, receiving the sacraments, learning about His Word, that's how we'll know what it is that is right and good. Because God is right and good. And the better we know God, the more we can have that in our lives. We make better choices when we are more aware of God's presence and his love and mercy in our lives. If we don't, then we don't see clearly. If we're not spending much time with God, if our prayers are very uh, perfunctory and we just, okay, this is I say this prayer in the morning, I say this prayer at night, but again, what's my relationship with God about? You know, we can pray, pray the rosary and, and think about those things. Read the scriptures. There's all kinds of prayer books. And we can talk to God in our own words. We can just talk to him, spend time with him. We go before the Blessed Sacrament. We don't have to have words all the time. Sometimes it's good just to go and sit there and just be in the presence of God. Let God speak to our hearts. And he will. If we're open to it, he will speak to our hearts. And that's how we grow in a relationship with God. It's through prayer and study. And that's what, you know, St. Dominic, uh, who founded the Dominican Order, his whole life was about preaching the Word of God. And it is said of him that Dominic only spoke to God and of God. And that's all there really was in his life. And that's all there really is in anyone's life. G.K. Chesterton said there's really nothing to talk about except God. Because he's everything. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if we do that, then people are going to look at us funny and think you're a fanatic, you're a religious nut. But, you know, really, to be able to be aware of God, and we don't, again, we can be aware of God, and he can be the motivator of everything I do and say, and I don't even have to mention his name that much. Just because I'm interested in doing what's good for other people. You bring up a real good point, Father. Prayer isn't just us talking to God. It's equally us being silent so that God can speak to us. Right. And we can actually hear what he has to say to us. And again, that's something I tend to talk too much, and I've learned over the years that by keeping my mouth shut and actually listening and focusing on what does God have for my life, what kind of plan, what's he want me to do, and then listening and actually trying to listen. That's what I try to to convey to young people who are trying to figure out their vocation. You know, what does God want? They have all these plans in their head, and I always tell them, well, what does God say? Have you asked God what his plan is for you? I'd say, go to him and ask him, what is his plan for you? And then be quiet. Keep your eyes and your ears open. And somehow, whether in your heart or through somebody, he's going to answer you. Good advice. We've been listening to Father Joe Lobick. Don't forget about the Living Bread Radio app for your Apple or Android device. It's available for free at the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Just look for Living Bread Radio. Father, can we have your blessing, please? May the blessings of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and your families forever and ever. Amen. Until next time, God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.